Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Prance. <laughs> Just go with whatever you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, you were supposed to go with it. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question for you. Yes, what's your question? What is your imagery on your chair supposed to be from? It's D.Va from Overwatch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't played Overwatch, so I didn't know. Oh, yes, it is my fancy diva chair from Secret Labs. Does it make you a diva? I have a Secret Labs chair, but mine's just all black and beautiful. Yes. Secret Labs is the best. Sponsor us, Secret Labs, and I'll talk about your chair all day and how magical my butt feels all day. Oh, my butt has never felt so magical in my chair as it does ever. Yep. I had a cheaper gaming chair before it, but this one is like a lap of luxury. Yeah. At the start of the working from home, I was just using like an office chair mm-hmm. with that's basically just like a it was like a cardboard slate that I was sitting on. That's what it felt like with like a, right. a cloth over it. Oof. And then going to this, it's like yeah. I'm sitting on a fucking cloud, man. I've got the Titan XL. Yeah. I think I just beast. have the Diva Omega. Yeah. But I just really wanted a pink chair because I'm a. Well, you definitely succeeded with that. Because I'm an e-girl. You know, it's a a bummer. The pillow's not pink. True. But the the lettering is. The lettering is, is, yeah. It would have been cooler if it was like a light pink fabric with a dark pink lettering. Would have really punched it up a bit. Hold on one second. Oh, you're texting? I know. Allie was like, what are you wearing tomorrow? And I have to be like, hold on. (laughs) I'll tell you my options. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing a bikini. I'm telling you, I'll tell you when I'm done recording. I like started a conversation while I was going to the bathroom, and then I was like, "Oh wait, I have to record now." <laughs> <laughs> uh, since this week we go back to our favorite girls. Yeah. What uh, any uh, any clone plays at the Dragon Con this year? Uh, you know, I heard that there was a Cosima and a Delphine there, but I did not see them. However, okay. I did hang out with a friend who I met several years ago at the Orphan Black photo shoot that I did, where I uh-huh. was Kasima and Jess was Delphine, and a couple other people I knew were there. And it was funny because, like, we've kind of refriended each other over the last year. Her name is right. uh, Lauren. She's very nice. Um, and she. She was like, wait, we were at that photo shoot together. And then we like pulled up the pictures and it was like, oh my God, here we are standing next to each other. And it was just kind of funny that we didn't realize she was Allison. <laughs> and like, it was just funny that we didn't realize. And then we drank together on, was it, I think it was Friday night. Yeah. Talked about Orphan Black. Good times. What were you so, guys in the moment you realized this? We were, te- we was texting over Instagram, sadly. Oh, it wasn't like at the she con. wasn't there. Darn. But no, no, she was at the con. Like we were talking at Dragon Con. Like we hung out at Dragon okay. Con this year. But when we re- when we were talking about potentially bringing Orphan Black cosplay to Dragon Con, that was when mm-hmm. we realized that we both had been in the same cosplay group. 
Gotcha. So it was just okay. So funny. the conversation was in texting. It wasn't the chance meeting. Right. It was just funny that we didn't know that we knew each other long ago, and now we have this deep connection from long ago, and now we hang out at cons. So it's just funny. Funny how things work. It's perfect. Yeah. I don't think I've ever cosplayed anything in which I. Well, I guess I have one deep connection. What's that? Shay. Yes. That's my deep connection. The funniest thing about this episode was you texting me in deep despair <laughs> that Shay is next week or uh, the next time yes. and not this episode. Yes. Yes, because you <laughs> promised me when we recorded last about Orphan Black that she was going to be in the next episode. I swear I thought she was. I thought she was in the next one because I knew Kasiba was going to start her dating path. I didn't know. I was know. just waiting and waiting and waiting so and sorry. waiting. And then the credits rolled. Uh, and then you saw her in the preview. For next week, yeah. Yeah, sorry. It was funny. While Al was listening to, I think, the Battlestar episode... He was like, does Brad like Shay or something? <laughs> like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I have no affection for her at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> nah. Nah, I, I came upon her in The Lost Girl. Yes. No. Yes, Lost Girl. Yes, Lost Girl. Correct. And I really enjoyed her character in that. She's a very beautiful actress. She's got the most amazing blue eyes. And, uh... I've 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 seen other things she does. I just en- I enjoy her work. She's cute. She's yeah. very nice in person. She called me her lover, so I'll always cherish See? that. <laughs> yeah, well you were a, a clone at the time, yeah, so I was Kasima, so You were Kasima, yeah. <laughs> she said hello yeah, was... lover when she saw me. It was great. <laughs> I'll cherish that forever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So that's what I have to do. I have to be Kasima. Yep. Become Kasima. <laughs> you also discovered her Instagram finally. I'm surprised you weren't following her before. I know. I'm really bad at that sometimes. <laughs> like You're missing out times. on all her poodle pictures. No, I caught up. Good, good. I'm happy yeah, very, for you. Very cute puppers. Uh-huh. Good. And I also saw some things where she's... So she does dance... Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I saw she had some cool videos of her doing some dance stuff. And, uh, yeah. Great. I mean, she was in Black Swan, so. She was. She's a ballet dancer, too. Small role. Small role, but still there. But she I played that attitude her. perfectly. Yes. So many <laughs> glares. Yes. I love that movie. <laughs> it was great. It's getting to be winter time, which means it's almost time for me to watch it. Again? I don't know. For is, that some, what, is that Usually when it gets cold, I get in like a really intense ballet mood. I think because I love wearing leg warmers and sweaters and tights. And I just, when like December hits, I'm like, all right, time to do ballet. Like that is when I just want to do it. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I just want to be in my cozy things. Even though I'm and wearing a leotard, yourself. it doesn't make any sense. But and I like to motivate wearing... yourself, you watch Black Swan. Yes. You know. Okay. And other, I think because last year, Disney plus had like a nutcracker documentary that came out about like the kids going to the uh trying out for the nutcracker and like the abc or the yeah the school of dance or whatever it was really it it was all it always happens in like december time so Uh, uh uh-huh 
wow, I'm talking too emphatically and I'm whacking my mic. <laughs> I get really okay, intense yeah. about ballet. It happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it getting cooler. And also it'll be so much more pleasant to do this up here when it's not 80 degrees. Granted, oh, it's I 70 bet. right now, but it's still a little toasty. Yeah. I love having the heater on because then the cats all congregate around me and it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the truth comes out. Uh-huh. In the cold weather, she gets cat love. I do. In the warm weather, they're like, yeah, we don't care about you that much. Turbo is up here, though, sleeping behind me. so. Very nice. Silliness. So should we... Uh... jump right in yes so when we last left our dear clones (laughs) um sarah was trying to confront mark about finding the caster samples or some such thing like that Mm -hmm. but then uh the prolethean farm wife lady bonnie shot mark and he was in the corn maze bleeding out (laughs) It's not a corn maze. It was just a cornfield. Whatever. <laughs> it was a corn maze. It would have been more terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so. And there should have been an axe involved. <laughs> yes, true. So Sarah runs through the cornfield. So much more yep. boring. And finds Mark bleeding out. Um, she ties off his leg wound. Puts mm-hmm. pressure on his uh abdomen wound and he's like why are you helping me and he's like I, she's like i need you for answers so come on <laughs> brother so yes brother <laughs> um some more dudes show up to the farm and start hunting them and so sarah helps him up and starts running away and they do manage to escape yep and we never figure out what happens with those dudes nope never see him again it's like the most None, like, there's no big chase. No. Nope. There's no big, they can't find him. There's no big, we don't know where he went. There's just, they're there. She goes, he's in the cornfield, go get him. And then, that's it. Yep, and then they're like, oh, all right, never mind. All of a sudden, they're just like, poof, we never really existed. We were here to bring this extra truck into the scene because <laughs> that was the star of the show. True. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Bonnie takes Gracie back to the new Prolethean headquarters, basically. Mm -hmm. It's just like a house filled with all the people who survived the Helena fire. So I guess when I thought that the house wasn't burnt down, I was wrong. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because they're at old, uh, the old man, old blind man's house. Yeah, you know what his name is? Jonah Appleyard. (laughs) (laughs) What was his name again? Jonah Appleyard. All right, just wanted to make sure it was going to come out the same way. <laughs> Have you heard about all Jonah Appleyard? <laughs> he I took... hear he can't see well. True, he is blind as a bat. He no, took... he's even more blind than a bat because he doesn't have the benefit of sonar as his op- oh other hearing, God. seeing. Oh my God, okay, I get it. I'm just... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why do you always gotta be so literal? (laughs) For real. Uh, So, Jonah Appleyard has taken the family in after the fire. He he welcomes Gracie, touches her face, like, oh, you've grown so much. 
but mostly they want her there because she has the baby. Yes. The Helena Johansson baby. Uh, so that's gross. Um. <laughs> so that's so that's gross. It's <laughs> like the, that's the best commentary. <laughs> they just want the, uh, the the baby. Well, that's gross. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> um. So Helena's got some real great stuff going on this episode she's really, you know, oh, really yes. in her element here she is um, 100% are we following each person separately oh I guess yeah I guess we could do each person um, so who do you who do you want to start with let's who not, does it end with it ends with Sarah and Helena Helena and Sarah are kind of the crux of the, the thing so should we do, we'll do okay let's do Gracie first yeah we'll do Gracie and then we'll you're do not a fan. Then we'll do Donnie and uh, Donnie and Allison, and then we'll do Kasima, and then yeah. we'll do Sarah, and then Helena, or okay. either way. Okay. All right. So Gracie, let me find Gracie in at the Apple Yard House. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> is getting ready for bed or dinner. I don't know, some sort of event. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then she, while she's undressing, she realizes that she's bleeding. Right. Um, and her mom is like, hey, come out. What are you doing? And she's like, I'll be one second. And she's like freaking out, like very convincing. <laughs> um, so um, her, so Bonnie comes in and is like checking on her. And she's like, nope, I'm fine. And then she just screams in pain and yep. is just bleeding even more. So then the scene changes and she's laying on this like love seat in a white gown covered in blood. Yep. All these people dressed in white around her, including mm-hmm. Jonah Appleyard. Not Jonah Appleyard, you say. <laughs> and he's uh, you know, basically pronounces that she lost the child. So yep. then everyone leaves the room and Bonnie is left with her and she's just like the only reason that you were welcome here is because you had that child so you have ruined the family's last chance their legacy and you need to get the fuck out (laughs) isn't she her mother she don't care she's banished from Jonah Appleyard's house and the Prolethians in general. Well, there hasn't been a Jonah Appleyard here in 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I had to borrow that. Yes. So that was, that's Gracie's quick little story. Yep. Um, That's done. We wipe our hands clean of that. Show that we are holding no cards. Next dealer comes in. Okay. The literal dealers. The drug dealers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, well, Allison and Kasima are on the phone first together talking about um, just like, you know, gossiping about the state of the clone world. Um, right. Kasima says she's doing a lot better because of the Cura st- stem cell treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also talking about how the caster boys are really sick and they also need some sort of treatment and that's when the caster original stuff would help and you know just kind of talking about the state of things in case we forgot what's going on 
Right. It's kind of like a, I feel like it was like a plot device just to help the audience. Um, gotcha. State of the Union. Mm-hmm, Understood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but and then. The Union is still sick and there's a lot of weird stuff going on. <laughs> but don't worry, we'll get through it. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, my name is not Lita Clown <laughs> and he is not Caster Clown. Yeah. We will solve this. Not because it is easy, but because it is hard. I've been listening to a lot of Conan. I really okay. apologize. I love Conan. Yes, but he always goes into his, uh, well, he does it much better than I do, uh, <laughs> JFK. Yes. Obviously. Are you going to do the, the string dance next? I guess that's more of a visual experience. Yeah. Doesn't work in, in the uh, audio file. Uh, we can just say realm. you did it and they would never know the difference. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't great, even know what the great string, string dance, dance is. It's when he does the little hip dance and he cuts the string one side. Oh, and, then and his hip others. falls? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I guess I did the string dance. You just did. <laughs> Good job, me. <laughs> um, um, but Allison's State of the Union is cut short when Donnie comes running in, uh, which she says a great line. She's like, Why are you sweatier than usual? <laughs> oh, so innocent. <laughs> And he says that he thinks he's being followed by a car. Right. Um, and, you know, he might just be crazy, but just in case they want to get all the incriminating evidence out of the house and into a storage locker, in which Johnny says, just like Breaking Bad. <laughs> yep. Perfectly <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> like it. And then while they're carrying everything, Donnie's carrying the soap and he's like struggling so hard. And Allison's just like, just give me that. And then she takes it so easily and is carrying it. And he's just like, how are you doing that? <laughs> Cause, like, you got to lift with the legs, Donnie. Yeah, lift with the legs. <laughs> he's like, oh. But it also is kind of funny because I'm like, do clones have a little bit of extra strength, I wonder? Because that was... This one does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Allison is crazy. Who knows? It was she... just the perfect Allison Donnie moment where... <laughs> It's just like, it was just that, you say your favorite line is him uh, running, why are you sweatier than normal? Which was uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. But but her just effortlessly taking three huge tubs of soap, and then he's like, well, how are you doing that? And she's like, yeah, let's whistle with your legs, Donnie. That was my favorite line. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> so when they go outside carrying their drugs and soap, they see a guy just sitting in their yard chomping down on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, um, excuse me, what are you doing here? This is private property. And finally, they get him to talk that he's um, works for Ramon's supplier. And that Ramon, right. the stuff that Allison bought from Ramon, he wasn't supposed to be selling to anybody. He was on consignment. and But he has disappeared. Yes, it wasn't his money. Yes. It wasn't his product. Wasn't his product to give away, sell, make right. money from, etc. So um Allison says Ramon went off to college, but oh wait, no he didn't. He just probably got out because he didn't want to pay. I thought Donnie his... said oh, that. Oh yeah, Do- sorry, Donnie said that. Donnie's he's like, like, "Well, he's he went to college." And you know, it's like, frosh oh. week, you know, he's really busy. <laughs> it's crazy he time. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go to college, Donnie. Um <laughs> He probably just, you know, couldn't pay his debts, so he got out yep. of the business. Exactly. Skipped down. Uh-huh. So, 
the guy's boss wants to meet with them, and he decides to take the drugs for the time being until they have their meet with the supplier. Which has got to be a great... I mean, I can't wait for you to go into this. I just... <laughs> so... It is one of the greatest cinematic things to ever happen in a TV show, ever. Really? I just the the this how it goes down to it's me was the funniest, <laughs> most amazing way that something like that could have ever gone yeah. down. So they go to a dark parking lot at night. It kind of looked like a high school, honestly, mm-hmm. um, to meet the drug dealer or supplier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sitting in the car and getting ready to go in there and Donnie like has a gun with him and Allison is like why are you bringing a gun to a drug dealer you're trying to get us killed and also your track record with guns and cars is not very good <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no no it's fine I got it I got it <laughs> like okay Donnie <laughs> he proceeds to stick it in his pants yes front ways I was like oh god he's gonna shoot <laughs> his balls off and, it's okay Allison can't get pregnant anyway. That's true. Uh, but <laughs> he, d- so, he doesn't need those. So the other car pulls up and they get out. And I also love their outfit. Well, I love Allison's outfit. She's going to a drug deal and she's wearing like a pink puffy coat and like a cute little scarf. And it's just like hilarious. Yeah, it's Allison. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> like, I feel like if Sarah had been around, she would have been like, okay, Sarah, let me like borrow one of your jackets and like, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Try to like look the part a little bit more, but she's just nope, good, gonna go nope. for it in her full suburban life. Mom, uh-huh. life, yeah, I love it. Running for the public office, yeah, school trustee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so and Donnie pulls out one of his famous lines, of course, which is "What's up, bro?" Oh yes, yes. And so the guy frisks Allison, and you know gets a little extra frisky, and he's like, "Hey, that's my wife. You're touching." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. And so after they frisk Allison, of course, they're worried that they're going to frisk Donnie, too, who has a gun. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, no, you don't need to do me. I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, it doesn't matter. He just wants to talk to her anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> so they send Allison into the car. Mm-hmm. She gets into the car. Mm-hmm. And who is the supplier? A man named Jason Kellerman, who is her ex-boyfriend from high school, her high school sweetheart. (laughs) Isn't it awesome? (laughs) And then they just catch up. Yeah, they're like, oh, wow, it's so nice to see you. Like, how have you been doing? (laughs) And and he's like, oh, wow, Allison, you know, you're the one who broke my heart in high school. And he's like, like, no. My my mom always liked you best. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's like a legit high school reunion. It's really funny. Yes. She's like, that's Donnie, my husband. We have two kids. Like, yeah, it's just like a normal, (laughs) that's my Donnie. Uh, And of course, Jason looks very unimpressed by Donnie. (laughs) Well, yeah, most people do, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, So he wants to get into the weeds of things. And she's like, you know what? No, I just want to keep this a strictly business relationship. And she tells him that if he trusts, oh, if he trusts her, then she can double Ramon's business, and because mm-hmm. she knows the community like the back of her hand, and he's also very impressed by her using soap to sell the drugs. Yeah. So 
they shake on it and she's back in business you go allison <laughs> you think i feel like he maybe he had still a little lingering feelings about her oh for sure well i mean yeah. she's so cute what do you expect yeah it's true high maintenance <sighs> but cute high maintenance but <laughs> maybe cute. not high maintenance high strung i don't know yeah high strung yeah that's better but when you need to hide a body got you covered hell yeah uh, who's next? Sarah? We'll do Sarah. So, Sarah, after... You don't want to do Cosima first? Oh, I forgot about Cosima. Sorry, Cosima. I mentioned her earlier and I forgot her. Sorry, Cosima. I love you, Cosima. I love you, Cosima. Your lover would be so upset I know. with you. <laughs> well, I talked about her before when she was talking to Allison, so I just forgot to <laughs> talk about her again. So, she is currently staying at Felix's. Mm -hmm. uh, discussing the book The Island of Dr. Moreau with Scott uh, who right. it was left by Ethan Duncan and full of the handwritten notes that he left for them but she has no idea how to decipher them um, Felix comes in and she quickly hangs up and covers up the book because only Scott knows about it so far Right. Uh, Felix notices her outfit which is a white fuzzy sweater, which I personally didn't think looked that bad. I thought it was pretty cute and cozy looking, in, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think it looked that bad either, but what did Felix say? Felix says, you know, she looks like some sort of llama or something, an alpaca, I don't know. Yeah. But that she's also clearly wearing a pining outfit. So I think that either the sweater, I got the impression the sweater belonged to Delphine and she's wearing it. Uh okay because that, might be, she, that might be it because she because it is definitely not Cosima style so i think it is definitely delphine's sweater because he also smelled it and said it smelled like french cigarettes and her inexpensive perfume gotcha yep so she's wearing delphine's sweater laying around and pining <laughs> <laughs> uh is, is, is there something wrong with that no of course not okay just making sure so uh she so Felix is like okay you gotta stop moping we're gonna go to the bar and she's like but I'm waiting for Sarah to call me he's like I don't care you can, we can wait for Sarah to call you at Bobby's bar <laughs> so they go to the bar and they start talking about dating and love and all of that <clears throat> and Felix starts taking pictures of her to set up mm -hmm. a dating profile for this you know orphan blacks lesbian version of Tinder which is called Sapphire <laughs> Yep. and she's like no I don't want to meet anyone through an app He's like, I don't want to find love through an app. And he's like, darling, it's not love. You just, it's just a scratching post, something to rub yourself against. Yep, yep. Felix. Such the poet. Yes. <laughs> so I basically, he wants her to find a rebound. So she mm -hmm. gets over Delphine. And she kind of reluctantly agrees. I don't think that works. But maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know. Um... But yeah, so that's that. That's that. Oh, she gets a call from Sarah. But yeah, I'm gonna. I'll do that later. Okay. Because that's <clears throat> deep in the Sarah stuff. That's true. That's true. Now we're to Sarah. Now Sarah. So Sarah, after they escape the dudes that gave up, <laughs> the cornfield. <laughs> they legit disappeared. I think they were abducted by aliens. <laughs> they they were. They were. I mean, there were crop circles later. You just didn't yeah, see them. Yeah, everything was there for them. I mean, there was corn. It's a field. They don't come back. 
obviously they were abducted by aliens. <laughs> True. Have you seen the show Wellington Paranormal? I have not. It's the it's by the same people that make uh, What We Do in the Shadows. It's like about the cops from What We Do in the Shadows. Uh-huh. It's very okay. it's very funny. It's like it's like the X Files, but like a comedy version. It's hilarious. And okay. There's one episode about a cornfield and people being abducted. Aliens. It's really funny. It's okay. uh, hilarious. It's on I'll HBO to, Max to, if you want to watch it. Off the watch it. It's very funny. Yeah. You would very if you like What We Do in the Shadows, you will thoroughly enjoy it. That's I haven't gotten into what we do in the shadows yet, oh, although so I'm told it's hilarious it is and hilarious. I have to watch it. I just, it hasn't made it to my queue of shows I need to watch yes. yet. Well, I would say both of those are excellent. Okay. But you should watch the movie first if you have not seen the movie. The movie, what we, what do, we, in we do in the shadows? Yes. The remake. It's, no, it's not a remake. There's oh, wait, what we movie. do in the shadows was an original old movie, I thought, or was it an old TV series? What We Do in the Shadows is originally a mockumentary movie by Taika Waititi. Okay. And then they made a TV show based on the movie with some of the characters from the movie that are in it every now and then. But it's, but new, I but think it's new vampires. Taika Waititi's movie was based on an older What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Oh, I don't know that. I believe it was a BBC show. Which I did try to watch that one, and I didn't find it to be as funny. I don't know. Now I gotta look it up. <laughs> look at what I you've done your to me. I'm so sorry. The only reason I know that is because I know somebody that loves. It's what we based do in the on show. a 2005 short film written and directed by YTT and Cl- and Jermaine Clement. So I think you are incorrect. What was the sh- What was the uh, the movie based on? Nothing. That, really? <laughs> I thought there was thing. an old TV show. What we do? What we do in the shadows? I don't think so. It's the film is based on a 2005 short film. The the film or the TV show? The film, and then the film, the TV show is based on the film. So in 2019 is this TV series. Mm-hmm. 2014 is the movie. Is the, what we do in the shadows. Is the movie, yes. Is the movie... Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was something else I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Then I would... Something totally different, I guess. (laughs) Either way, watch the movie, then watch the Mm -hmm. show, and you can watch Wellington Paranormal anytime, because... Well, the cops from the movie are Wellington Paranormal. Anyway. Okay. They're... We're abducted by aliens, and now... Sarah got away with Mark. They found an empty house. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they, uh, he, it says that the bullet in his chest or shoulder, or, or sorry, abdomen, went through cleanly, just through muscle, but right. the bullet in his leg is still there. So he's gonna need her to take it out, mm. and that's disgusting. This part was very gross and graphic. So. Mm-hmm. She says that if he wants her to do this, he's going to have to give her some answers. (laughs) (laughs) Which I would probably do the same thing because that's gross. Um, So he, they they both drink some vodka. They pour some vodka over the wounds, pour some vodka over Sarah's hand. She sticks her finger in that, in his wound. It's Mm -hmm. gross and squishy sounding. And Mm -hmm. he's like, can you feel it? Can you wiggle it? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I can. I can wiggle it back and forth. He's like, good. Okay, that means it's not in the bone. Okay. 
see those pliers over there? <laughs> she's just like, well, she pulls her finger out. And she's like, oh, gross. I don't want to ever do that again. He's yeah. like, nope, you got to get it out now. Get the pliers. It almost looked like she pulled her finger out so fast. It almost looked like he almost passed out <laughs> yeah. from the pain of that. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely struggling hard yeah. trying to sustain mm-hmm. himself. Really good acting right yes. there. Yes, <laughs> yes. So she says, after she gets this bullet out, give me the answers. So she takes the pliers, digs on in there, pulls that bullet out, and then it just like, bleh, it went, bleh, the blood. <laughs> cover it up whatever and then she's like all right where is helena <laughs> yep and he says that he doesn't know where they could have taken her because he has not been back in so long which this is another thing i wanted to mention yeah he because, says the camp is mobile yes because we talked and, about uh, that last yeah, time yeah. and i was and i was like i think I it's gonna, mobile <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna call myself out on it anyway because yep the camp's mobile <laughs> i was like i thought so it apparently moved. they're just in some abandoned Dirt town. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he says he hasn't really been to the headquarters in a long time because he's been in the field with Johansson. And right. so their headquarters moved, so they really could be anywhere. And he just doesn't know where she could be at the current moment. And he'd have to be called in in order to No. Yes. Um, and the reason he was with Johansson is because they thought he had caster samples but Mark searched and searched and he never found anything. So. Um, she stitches up his leg very crudely because she's like, I'm not really a homemaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she learns a little bit more about the caster boys and how um, they all, all of them were put into the military um, very young. They, we're told to have no outside attachments, no family, but and I feel like they all kind of raised became, together. They raised together, but no outside attachments. So yep. I feel like to so I feel like they are their own little family in that yep. way. Kind of less of a they were, uh, whereas the Lita girls were all sent out to be on their own, thinking they were one and only. Mm-hmm. These guys were all together, right? With a mission and uh, and having that cohesiveness and no monitors and no secrecy they knew exactly what they were right complete opposite upbringing yes nature versus nurture true um so he also mentions that there was a box of stuff that heinrich had left that he got from the rant or the farm that they were just at mm-hmm. um and how he looked through it but there was just a bunch of junk in it um he soon passes out in the middle of the conversation because I'm sure his body has just undergone un, un, undergone <laughs> undergone <laughs> undergone his body was undergone <laughs> this is how he got into this trouble to begin with <laughs> uh, if his body was away from gun he wouldn't have been shot <laughs> this, that's true <laughs> Uh, he passes out because he has undergone a lot of stress from yep. being undergone. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, and the Emmy goes to Stephanie Kratz. Thank you. <laughs> 
so Sarah steals, after checking that he's still alive, she takes the motel key from his jacket and then calls 911, even though he told her not to call 911. Right. Well, she's concerned for her brother. Yes, true. And doesn't want to just leave him there to die while she goes in her little investigation. Look at Sarah just likes to pick up strays. <laughs> <laughs> so what it all boils down to. <laughs> yes. So Sarah gets to the motel. She searches all around and finds the case. Um, with she looks through with just a bunch of notebooks and journals. She also finds a requisition form signed by Dr. Ethan Duncan, mm-hmm. Rachel's daddy. Yep. Um, and the form also has a field that notes um, that Heinrich Johansson was his lab assistant at the time. Okay. So this is when she calls Kasima and explains what she's found and takes pictures of things because Sarah, you know, not the brightest bulb in the in the lot. And uh, <laughs> she's well aware of this. So, you know. But she twinkles so nicely. <laughs> so she sends <laughs> pictures to Kasima so she can interpret them. Right. Um, Kasima reads them and notices a diary entry from Heinrich reporting the success of a clone-related nucleus transfer. Right. So they figure out that he was successful in his cloning uh, experiment and that instead of looking for samples, they should be looking for a son. Because there was also a picture of Bonnie attached to it, and she was pregnant. Gotcha. Um, So Mark awakens and, you know, finds Sarah at the motel. She explains what happened, uh, where his samples went, and asks if Johansson ever mentioned a son to him. And Mark says that, yeah, there was a son who didn't survive. No, so, he didn't give that up yet. Yeah. He just said there was a son, and I can take you to him. Oh, okay. But then, yeah, then he takes her to a house that they lived in back then, and there's a graveyard. Yep. And yep. there is the son. He is dead. Yeah, he's in, the, and he's in that, under that stone right there, the one with his name on it. Yes. Yeah. He, he down there. He down there. So, in order to get the samples of the sun, they gotta dig up the grave, and they make Sarah, and he makes Sarah do it because he has a gun now. <laughs> now I he's like now he's got scene. the gun. He's not under gun. He's got yeah, the gun. He's got the gun. He's over gun. <laughs> he's over My- gun. <laughs> I like that scene because she goes, "You're not gonna dig up a dead body, are you?" And he goes, "Well, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like even if he hadn't threatened her, she might have done it anyway because he is so injured and she was trying to be nice. And then he was kind of being a butthead. Yeah, because he's overgun now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Not undergun. He got the gun. Yeah. Um, And in all of this time, Rudy, Scarface boy, has been trailing them. And he also arrives at the graveyard just as Sarah finds the coffin. She opens it, and there's a little baby skeleton in there. Mm-hmm. Um, she do babies that small actually have skeletons? I mean, everyone has a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> but babies have it a lot more a cartilage than 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 bone. Like they sort of they start out really softish. True. There's still <laughs> some sort of bone in there. 
I don't yeah. think it was like a baby baby. It seemed like it was like somewhat baby. Yeah. Like a little bit older than baby baby. I mean, for that brief second we got to see the skull, it didn't look like there was the normal spot for brain growth. Mm. <laughs> uh, just saying. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Interesting. Well, uh, she offers to give them the the skeleton in exchange for Helena, but Rudy is like, "You are in no position to be making deals or threats right now because they both had they both are overgun." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, and Sarah is just like, eh. <laughs> um, so he just takes the coffin um, from her. Rudy and well, Mark she, have a she little. She throws it to him. Yeah. And then she hits him in the face with the shovel. True. Uh, <sighs> yes. Uh, Rudy and Mark have kind of an altercation, and they are fighting in various places. And Rudy's like, or Mark's like, "Hey, I'm your superior officer. Just because I haven't been around in a couple years doesn't mean I'm not still don't have authority over you. So you got to stand down, bud." Right. Um. Well, this was all after the very scary him hunting Sarah mm-hmm. in the barn. Yes, that was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. So slams the shovel into the ground. Oh, Sarah King, <laughs> Sarah King, where are you, Sarah King? There's nowhere for you to hide, Sarah King. Rudy is the worst one. He's the scariest. It almost felt kind of shining, like it was very much so. Okay, I agree with you. Um, but they realize that they finally they find Sarah. Uh, mm-hmm. and Mark says, like, hey, we have the coffin now. This was their mission. This was the goal of their mission, so let's just go. But as per their mission, you don't leave loose ends. So Rudy knocks Sarah out, and we don't know what happened to her after that. Next time on... Hey, we still have Helena. Oh, that's right. Helena has well, so much to do. Just saying that was uh, how that worked. True. <laughs> All right. And Helena, that little, little busy bee. She is a busy, busy bee. <laughs> um. So. I think this is where I started to fall in love with Helena. You weren't on already? Origi- on my original watch through, I think this was the point in which I'm like, I'm really starting to dig on her vibe. She's very funny this season, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, she has a few little plans that she puts in motion. Uh, the first of which is... She... Is Makes looking... Key. No, not yet. Oh. She is bashing herself around her cell. Uh, she's also... She also ties off her arm and hits the vein to, like, make it so it's closed off for... Because she knows that they're going to inject her with a sedative. Right. Um, so she... Then she puts her shirt back on to hide the tie off. And then she starts bashing her head into the the bars. And she starts bleeding. And then she throws her sh- her bucket of shit at, the, at them. <laughs> She's like, oh, take my shit. <laughs> and... Um. Uh, gets all the guards' attention. They're like, "Okay, well, she's bloodied enough that we gotta take her to the infirmary." So they, you know, open the door, hold her down, 
uh, inject her arm with a sedative and carry her off to the infirmary to treat her head wound that she inflicted upon herself. Right. Um, once she is alone in the room, Helena's little scorpion, Pupak, tells her, mm-hmm. Helena, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hurry. <laughs> you don't have much time. Uh, so she, because she, the sedative is going to set in soon. Like, even though she tied off her arm, it's still going to affect her. So yeah. slowly but surely. Exactly. So she gets up and she's like, oh, my arm is like dead fish. And <laughs> starts to explore the infirmary and the base. She's trying to figure out. She just wants to get a lay of the land so that she knows when where to escape to. She's learning. She's learning yes. the maze that she is trapped in. She's like a little mouse that's like trying to explore her cage mm-hmm. so she can find her way out. Um, but she is struggling a little bit because she's getting dizzy and sleepy and um, she makes her way to another medical looking area and through her bleary eyes she sees what looks like another caster who's in a chair and Virginia Cody is like working on him and other people are working on him and there's lots of machines beeping. Yep. Um, she kind of collapses there. Uh, she still can't tell what's going on though. Um, but then she gets back up with Pupak's insistence. Yep. Uh, and she makes it all the way back to her bed in the infirmary. Although we don't know that she did yet <laughs> because we just see that she collapsed and she was struggling to get back. And then yep. the caster that was supposed to bring her back to her cell finds an empty bed, but then we see that she's on the ground, passed out. Yeah, and he thinks she just rolled off the bed. Mm-hmm. Paying no attention to the fact that she now has this strand of torn shirt in her <laughs> hand that she wasn't brought in with, right, of course. Right, right. Um, so, yes, now is when she's using her food... Her pork bone biting into mm-hmm. it to turn it into a useful shape the shape of a key hopefully yeah um we don't know how long she's been working on this but she has quite a lot of spare time so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure quite a while yeah she's, she's got she's got a bit <laughs> so once she has it into a working condition she uses it to fiddle with the lock yep She's watching the security cameras, you know, different angles, and she's very careful. You know, as crazy and wild as Helena is, she is very meticulous in her plots. It's true. (laughs) She's very smart, and she's very calculated. I mean, I guess that's why she was an assassin, and nobody could catch her for so long. Mm Mm-hmm. So, she unlocks the cell, and then on her way out, she goes back to the medical room that had the caster in it right and she sees this guy who's strapped to a chair and his head is even in like a case or not a case uh the metal whatever that's called yep halo yeah the metal halo thing to hold his head in place yep um she pulls off the shower curtain that was (laughs) it looked like a shower curtain (laughs) (laughs) that was placed over his skull and just his brain is totally exposed exposed it's gross yeah and did you see all the uh they made it look like uh so their their thing is they get um 
scarring in the brain, right? Yeah. Or lesions? Lesions. Yeah. So you could see all the dark spots in his brain matter where there's lesions, and then there's a couple probes stuck right in his brain, probably keeping him alive. Yes. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm sure the research is very important to, like, figure out how to help the casters, but also you're, like, legit torturing this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and which he says, he just begs Helena to kill him. Like, please kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she says, uh, she picks up a scalpel and she says, we've both been abandoned by our families, left to suffer. I make it go away. <laughs> and then she stabs him in his brain and you know cranks it down and then he dies but yeah the the beeping of the machine signals you know everyone else in the facility and dr cody comes running in and finds her yep standing over his uh his what dead have body you done? and she yep. just says you are a shit mother <laughs> <laughs> so she calls for the guards and pupak is very disappointed in her because she fumbled her missed her escape Yep. So. For one of them. Yep, for one of the caster boys. So back to the, back to the gallery, or the, not the gallery, the, (laughs) the cell she goes. Back to the gala, (laughs) where she will continue her acceptance speech of her award. (laughs) Of most troublesome inmate they've ever had. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that was that, and we're left uncertain about Sarah's fate. Helena's in her cell. Allison and Donnie have a, a flourishing drug business. Kasima might go on a date. Yep. That's the, that's the state of the clones. Oh, it's exciting. And you know, and and, and, and today you 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 yeah. you sent me glorious news. Yeah, so news, glorious I news. discovered that the the Hive blog, the BBC Hive blog, for yeah. some reason they didn't do the first three episodes of the season, but the Fun Facts blog started with this episode for season three, and then they continue on for the rest of them from what I saw. So that's exciting. Um, Yay. I, so I have a, a few paragraphs I can read to you guys from the blog. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few? Just a few. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah. Every episode of every show, no matter what it is, is a challenge to build from the ground up. It's often an incredibly long and painful process to figure out the story you want to tell and the very best way to tell it. Back when season three was a collection of cards on a corkboard, I vividly remember pitching out to the rest of the hive a couple of very dark, crazy ideas for this episode. First, that Helena would find a lab rat caster clone with his brain completely exposed and euthanize him. Second, I painted a picture of the climax with Sarah and Mark taking place over an open grave. Um, The Hive not only dug those twisted musings, they dug in to help make them work. We knew whatever other challenges we had sorting out the story, we had a few things we were really excited about. Challenge one. (laughs) The fact that we wanted this episode to be the one where Sarah and Mark work together for their common goal and realize that their motives weren't really that different. But remember that prior to Sarah confronting Mark at the end of the episode, at the previous episode, 
They had met exactly once before when Mark descended on Sarah in the diner at the beginning of last season. So, since in their previous encounter, Mark held Sarah's life in his hands, we wanted to flip things around and put Mark's life in Sarah's hands. So, Sarah and Mark's uneasy relationship was forged in blood and mud and vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge two. The clone sisters were all in very different geographic locations pursuing their own goals, but it needed to feel like a cohesive story. So, given that we just learned something huge, Lita and Castor are brother and sister decided to use different brother-sister relationships relationships uh, to mm-hmm. unify the, the disparate story threads. Sarah and Mark learning they needed each other. Um, Miller's juvenile taunting of Helena and Helena's sacrificial empathy toward her, bro- her suffering brother. There's even brother Felix helping his sister Cosima mend her broken heart and helping her move on. Um... The more obvious connection is a story between Sistras, Sarah, and Helena. Despite being worlds apart, we wanted their stories to feel very intertwined. So we tried to build the story with the feeling that as Sarah pursues every end for a chance to get Helena back, Helena is still feeling abandoned, losing faith, and putting herself at risk, completely unaware of just how hard Sarah is working to save her. Even though they're not ever in the same room, their relationship is very much at the center of the story but the reunion we hope for isn't the one we get. Instead, it's Mark and Rudy were reunited, the twisted caster versions of Sarah and Helena. Oh, no. <sighs> there you have it. Those were, the th- those were the three short paragraphs? Yeah, those were my insights from the people that made the show. So Beautiful. So now comes the time, right? Oh, yeah. Get your counting glasses on. I don't know. I want to think it's eight. You got Sarah, Cosima, Allison, Helena. Mm-hmm. Then Rudy, Mark. Uh, no dome. And then the one dude that was uh, that was watching over her in the cell. Yeah. Which we, I don't. Does he have a name? That's Miller, and the one that was Miller brain or brain exposed was Parsons. Okay. So yes, I and think, that's it, right? I think you're right. Yes, because yeah, there was no Rachel <sighs> in this one. So <sighs> yeah, good job. <sighs> we did it. Let me do my. Let me do my poses. <laughs> let me do my. Can you? I can't hear you screaming. <laughs> <sighs> good job. Good job. All you can do on the medium is grunt and just know that I was doing various wrestler poses, I guess. Or JoJo little, poses. Little Hulk Hogan, the little Adonis super dab where you're looking off into the world but not <laughs> in your elbow. Yeah. Good job. You did it. Very proud of I you. I did do it. And you know what you can do? Email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts, suggestions, comments, funny anecdotes. Just to say hi. Send a sun bear. I think. Oh yeah, uh, I haven't had one in a while. Stephanie hasn't had a sun bear in a while, and she definitely loves those little long-tongued fluffy boys. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at C Double Pod. You can follow Steph on her socials at Steph Plus Verb. What is going on in the Steph Plus Verb world, Steph? Cats. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. Always just cats and cosplay. No, okay. 
And if you like what you hear, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. And subscribe if you haven't done it already. We're kind of back in a good schedule thing here. Yeah, we're actually you know, having, trying. <laughs> having found our way past this whole panini, as yes. Stephanie likes to call it. Yes. And uh, until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.